0: Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I am David Wilson, joined as always by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Miami Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how's it going?
1: It's going great, David. Yeah, we are sitting are here
0: in the uh, press box at Alex Rodriguez Park at Mark Light Field. Uh, it was media day for Miami baseball, so we uh, figured we'd do a little baseball episode uh, because it's supposed to be a good season here in Miami. We'll obviously talk a little bit of football at the end. Not a ton of news, but Rob Likens officially announced as a new wide receivers coach, so we'll kind of give our quick thoughts on him at the end,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but like Blake James wanted us to do, we're going to talk about baseball today, um, because Miami, right. number three in the D1 baseball poll, um, best team they've had since, you know, on paper, the best team they've had since, I don't know, the since last time they went to years. yeah Since like, several
1: years. <laughs> since a few years, yeah. yeah
0: um, a few years. Least. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons to be excited about this team, and it kind of all starts with the offense. I think. I mean, the pitchers are. You know, that's kind of always the heart and soul of the team. But Miami's had a lot of good pitchers over the last, you know, five six years, but hasn't turned into results at the, uh, in the win right. column because of the offense has been a problem. But last year they kind of figured it out, and um
1: yes, they did.
0: And it bring back pretty much everyone from that lineup last year that was really productive.
1: And they have three. Uh, you know three three kids that combined for 49 home runs um, which is amazing because i can remember not that long ago i mean they struggled to hit anything
0: yeah. i mean just 2 years ago in but they missed the tournament 2 years in a row in uh 17 and 18 and those were two just miserable offenses
1: yeah and defenses and they have to yeah. they have to they have to improve their mm-hmm. weakness i mean you know, Gino told me – Gino Damari, the coach, baseball coach, told me today that, you know, that's their – yeah. s- he said it. There, that's our Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have to get that cleaned up, the defense. But the hitting, David, is uh, – the power hitting is, yeah, is really impressive. So I – and and one of those guys, Adrian Del Castillo – Who's just a sophomore will be back. He's not draft yeah. eligible. A sophomore
0: catcher, like that's you know, sophomore you catcher. You don't get that kind yeah. of power and production. And he played. I
1: think he played four positions last year. Yeah. He was all over the field. And uh, this year he'll he will be the pretty much the steady catcher. And he's very happy about that. And he said he'll be much more into in the game kind of. Yeah. Um, and uh, Alex Torral, who hit two ninety three last year, but more importantly, he had. 24 home runs. Yeah, which
0: is one short of Miami's single season record.
1: Right. And uh, the guy, he just, his home runs, they're like in, on an, in another planet. Yeah. On another planet. They're they're far. Um, and, you know, so it's really cool that he's back. He's number three in the nation as far as home runs go. Yeah. And number one in the ACC. And then you've got. Castillo adding twelve and Ray Gill adding thirteen, and um, I think I think they're, they should be in really good shape.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't, I won't pretend to be like a national college baseball expert. Like I don't know who the other you know what the other top five teams rosters look like, but my it's a it's a pretty complete roster when you you know the the offense obviously was uh, a. The, sort of the strength of the team last year, which was a major inversion from the year before. Right. Um, But the pitching step, that's really where, like, their prospects are. You know, they've got – obviously, like, Terrell's a good prospect. Of course. Uh, Freddie Zamora's a really good prospect who's suspended for the beginning of the year. But when he gets back, he's, you know, potentially a top shortstop in the ACC Mm -hmm. um, and a guy who could be drafted in, you know, the first day or two of the MLB draft. But – their real prospects are their pitchers. You know, Chris McMahon and uh, Slade Zaccone are both kind of first-round, fringe first-round prospects, and they're not even the ace of the staff. Um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, which is Brian Van Bell, <laughs> fifth-year, senior. Uh, which is
1: also super unusual. Yeah, I
0: mean, he was a spent three years at Broward College. I wrote a, a story on him today. You can check it out. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be at MiamiHerald.com and, and actually probably in print today if most of you are listening on – uh, Wednesday, right. um, you know, spent three years at Broward College. Um, came into Broward at 140 pounds, coming out of Archbishop <laughs> McCarthy. Then had Tommy John surgery after he tore his UCL his freshman year. Um, Miami pretty much offered him like right when he got back, and he committed. Started last year coming out of the bullpen, and by the end of the year, had become the ace of the staff. And, and they're going to let him roll as the Friday starter um, against Rutgers, basically like he hasn't done anything to lose the job for us. Um, and just the fact they feel like, you know, on any given weekend, any of those three guys could, could be the best guy on the staff.
1: Yeah. They're in, uh, I think this should be a really fun season and, and you'll be covering the Florida yeah, series in a weeks. coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, that's always very intense. Yeah. Okay. To say the least. Um, and yeah, I mean, you you went, the last time they got they got to the World Series was 2016. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time for them. Yeah, and I, I wasn't
0: around in 2016. Does, does this roster feel as good as that 2016 roster? Like, do, do you feel like that's?
1: I, I think we have to see what happens, but yes, I mean, on paper this, at least. Yeah, on paper, these guys if they're if they're they're I think top ten in every ranking and yeah. top they're th- number, three, number three in the
0: D one baseball D one baseball
1: and, and they're number five, maybe number four. Yeah. So they've, they, they're good. Yeah. They yeah. had, they had good teams back then too, but mm-hmm. um, they had definitely had weaknesses also, even when they went to the college world series in the latter years, they just, they just never got very far. Yeah. Um, it's been a, it's, it's been a really long time since they were great.
0: Yeah. The, 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 Pitching kind of feels like the X factor to me. Like it feels like to an extent we know what we're going to get with the offense. Like if the offense is as good as it was last year, it's going to be one of the better offenses in the ACC, and you know, a a good enough offense to make a run. But the the pitching is again like I think that's where, in a weird way, like the highest ceiling on the team is, even though you have all these power hitters um, on offense. Right. You know, Slade Zucchini. Last year, as a freshman, you know, he was pretty good. Low fours ERA, um, but he was a monster in the fall. They said he got up to 98 in the spring game. So he's a guy who has a chance to, yeah. you know, take a massive leap. He's a draft-eligible sophomore. He made
1: 98 miles an hour, yeah. right? Chris, Chris
0: McMahon, you know, was another guy, high threes ERA. And now he'll get a chance to be an every weekend starter rather than um you know a guy who was midweek sometimes you know they had a lot of injuries in the pitching staff last year um but so like if those two guys can right. take the leap and Van Bell can can replicate what he did last year which is a tall order three a three3 ra for a guy who's you know not necessarily a stuff guy is tough to like predict but if those if he can Correct. maintain and those two can take a leap then not only do you have the best offense in the ACC you're gonna have the best pitching staff in the ACC and Obviously, that puts you in position to to get to Omaha. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and the I guess the only weakness on paper is is that defense, is it, um, yeah. especially with Freddie Zamora not there. You know, missing your shortstop. We don't know how long he's going to be out for. Um, we don't know if he will be back for the Florida series. You know, he's at least out for the opener, and and it sounds you know they said no timetable for his return. Um,
1: so maybe it's academic, but who knows? Yeah. I, yeah.
0: Um, so the floor, sure I mean, the, if he's not there for the Florida game, and that's a team you know top five matchup, yeah, kind of absence a could swing a series like that, which would be a shame because, um, you you won't get to see Miami at full strength, but you know also just missing the shortstop if you're worried about your defense. But the um, cool
1: thing about college baseball is there's always certain people that all of a sudden stand out that you didn't expect. Yeah, uh, I, I, like things happen that you. you the the bad thing is sometimes you think you've got great pitchers, right? <laughs> and there, the, it doesn't work out that way. Um, so we'll have to see. I, yeah, I think we know what we have in the hitters.
0: Right. That's that's what I was kind of uh, the, the point I was trying to get at. It's like the unc- the pitching; those catchy. guys are all projectable, as they would say. They're guys that have a right. chance to be. Stars. they have a chance to be like all american level guys if they put it all together
1: and and um, i and i think uh G, you know gino damari is really uh, you know the the coaching staff's done a great mm-hmm. job i mean jd artiaga is is still the has been the pitching coach for many many years yeah. here and and gino was kind of uh you know just waiting for his opportunity and look what a great job he did last year they got him back into the regionals mm-hmm. and um but they they fully expect to, you know, get past the regionals this year. Yeah, it's not even a question. So. Yeah, I
0: mean, I think anything short of super regionals would be a pretty big disappointment. Yeah, they they need to they need to be able
1: to um they need to be able to to host. Yeah. You know. So yeah. and I think also um they're uh, recruiting. Coordinator uh, Norberto Lopez. Mm-hmm.
0: He's also and, the hit, hitting, uh, hitting coach. Yeah, yeah, hitting.
1: He's he's been amazing for yeah, this team. Yeah, I mean team. he's
0: obviously been a rev, Like he turned the hitting. Around you wrote that this last team. year, right?
1: Also, about little like they hit beans or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: they were doing all sorts of. They had people from Baskin
1: Palmer Eye
0: Institute. They were coming doing all in. these eye drills, and yeah. it clearly worked. I mean, I, I remember I covered the opener last year. I think if I remember correctly, against Rutgers. And I don't remember how many runs they scored, but it was like, I don't know, like 17 or something. And it was like, oh, that's the most runs they've scored since twenty. 20- like, it was right. those two years where the offense was terrible. They just, like, and totally that. erased that in one night. And then it, it you know, it, they didn't score 17 every night, obviously. But it carried over into um, the whole season. And it was really the theme of the year was that. Everything that was not working for them the two previous years right. flipped all at once, um, and they got back to, you know, being a top twenty-five team, pretty much all throughout the season. I, I th- I'm maybe they dropped out for a week or something at one point, but you know they were a top twenty-five team all the way through the year, and you know, obviously were competitive in the regional and, and disappointed to lose in the regional. Um, and they bring pretty much all those guys back, right? They lose, I think, one. Hitter, um, catcher, Michael. I don't know how to pronounce his Amditas. last name. Amditas. Yeah. And they lose Evan McKendry, the who is you know kind of their the veteran star of the pitching staff. But other than that, it's pretty much everyone's back in place. Um, and you know, it's that's why you have high expectations, right? Because Miami recruits true. well every year, and um, they were good last year. Finally, and and you know they keep filling it out with good recruits and good young players, and they're still relatively young in the lineup, a lot of sophomores. Um, but, you know, this is the year. You're going to lose some of these guys after this year, so this is the year that yeah, you're kind of expected it. to make this run.
1: They really do need to make the run. And uh, what? And we, we have other news, too, out of baseball. Beer is now being sold. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: that was a big one. Beer! Yeah. There's a
1: beer truck.
0: Yes, right. I think there's three spots in a beer the beer truck, stadium, so, you and there's just you know, the where priority. you get your
1: uh, your chop stuff, chicken yeah, chop yeah, yeah. or whatever. They sell beer now, yep. which is kind of weird. Um, and that's it. And the same old people will be back. I'm sure. <laughs> and screaming uh, their v- same old as stuff. someone
0: very importantly noted to me, uh, this is from at uh, Witness Whiteside. Uh, it will be all over once they add rum to the milkshakes. <laughs> That's what people are waiting on next. So maybe, maybe in uh, 2021. Um, but yeah, for for now, I mean, it felt like baseball weather standing out there today. Right? It, it did. was really it hot, really humid. Super hot. Um, and
1: those guys, we're looking at them right now. We're, we're looking out the, the media. Yeah. The press box windows. yeah
0: maybe you're hearing some classic rock in the background because that's what's been going on during their batting practice out on the field um but yeah it feels like yeah. baseball and
1: it really does that time
0: of year marlins pitchers and catchers i think reported today like it's baseball yeah, season all exactly. of a sudden and, um i think it's gonna friday be a fun night. place to spend a lot of the spring friday
1: night 7 p.m
0: any other uh, kind of big thoughts as we uh, go into the year?
1: No, I'm. I'm just. I love baseball. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I, I do. I'm. I'm excited for the team. I'll start to get to know the team better when 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 we see them play. We'll yeah. start to get to know them. It's it always nice, so it's fun. A lot, like
0: it's a lot of familiar faces from last year, right? Like pretty much everyone who's got to contribute. Good kids,
1: They always appreciate it so much. You know, when you talk to them, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a little different feel from football.
0: Yeah. Yeah, not a lot of freshmen they're expecting to have like big roles this year, which is different than last year where they had a lot of, particularly in the lineup, a lot of freshmen. Right. Um, uh, one of the guys they actually I think have pretty high hopes for is, is the other guy suspended for the start of the year, um, with Freddie <laughs> Zamora, <laughs> Carson Palmquist, uh, lefty pitcher, 6'3", 180. Oh my goodness! Fort Myers. There's so many guys. You know, they suspended. don't have they don't have a midweek guy figured out yet. That's kind of the thing they're still waiting to finalize and. Um, by all accounts, Palmquist could be a guy who could be potentially in that conversation if he gets back on the field at some point. Um, but everything else, like I said, there's not a lot of weaknesses on this team, um, and I, I think the pitching staff is kind of the X factor. The, the The lineup is the glue. We know what we're getting with the lineup. The pitching right. staff is that's the X factor because they could either just be pretty good, or they could be one of the best in the country.
1: All right, and I mean college baseball again. You never know. Yeah, it could be a four-hour game yep <laughs> or it can be a three and a half hour
0: <laughs> i've got a feeling your friday night you're here will be close to a four-hour game against I, I uh, rutgers because
1: my deadline is before that yeah. so yeah rutgers uh yeah we yeah. know why they start with rutgers right but then they go to florida and i mean they yeah, florida can, comes here, here. florida yeah. so comes that's, here that's
0: going to be the first like real benchmark for this oh year, that's so, so much fun yeah.
1: you're gonna have a great time yeah <laughs> Be nice if they're at full strength. I'll be at Disney World.
0: Maybe we'll we'll (laughs) check back in with the baseball team after that weekend.
1: Yeah, let's do that.
0: All right, let's uh, switch gears to a little bit of football talk before we finish up. Um, Relatively quiet week uh, for Miami football um on Friday last time we talked was right after National Signing Day so we got all the the big news there was a ton of big news that day um and then on Friday Miami officially announced the hire of wide receivers coach Rob Likens um something right? we From you, you had reported it I think a week Arizona about a week State. earlier Yeah out um, of that. but we haven't talked about him much yet just uh what are your kind of initial well, thoughts
1: He's hours on state he was the offensive coordinator um and he was let go there yeah i believe but i uh, felt like a
0: pretty good season
1: yeah exactly uh he was there for yeah he he was also uh the quarterbacks coach yeah. there okay so um and receiver you know and of course receivers coach uh so they you know he's he knows about a, a the fast pace, no huddle, right. spread attack. It's kind of like they're getting everybody who on board for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, he I, I, the Sun Devils had a lot of uh, receivers with a hundred yards. Yeah, they know, have a good. They had, had a good track
0: record of receivers the last few years. Nikhil Harry was a. Uh think a first round pick by the Patriots, uh, last in the 2019 draft, maybe it was a second round pick, but it was a high pick. And um, this
1: other, uh, another young man, um, Brandon, I don't know how to say his name, A i y u k. I might be saying it right or mm-hmm. wrong. He was a uh, 15th. Yeah, a
0: thousand yard receiver.
1: Yeah, 15th nationally in receiving yeah. yards, w- w- almost 1100, excuse me, almost 1200 yards. Mm-hmm. And, uh. He, and and thirteenth in receiving yards per game with the, almost a hundred yard average. Yeah. So that's that's, you know, so
0: yeah, that's he has a good track good. record there. And, and we've said it a couple times. I think wide receivers is ultimately like what we thought of as kind of the most disappointing position yeah, on the team. Underwhelming. Yeah. Right. I mean, um, pe- you know, KJ was good. KJ was good. KJ was good. Jeff Thomas was. Jeff Thomas, you know, sometimes he was great. How, we don't know but how much of that was the coach's fault yeah, but and it, how much was just right. – He's obviously been an issue for a couple coaches. Yeah, but, um, I, I mean, but then they, it, was more the, it was more the guys who didn't take the leap. Like Mark Pope did not take the leap forward. D. Wiggins did not take the leap forward. I mean, Brian me, Hightower transferred out after not taking yeah, the leap had, forward. Yeah, Brian – to
1: me that you, UM – You know, had no receivers ranked in the nation's top 200. Yeah. Top 200. They had no one Mm -hmm. in receiving yards. To me, that's, well, I mean, there were six and seven, but that's pretty bad. And that, and that, and that, um,
0: yeah, and that was, yeah, well, the offense totally broke down when, Tight end Brevin Jordan was yeah, and that
1: Brevin Jordan's forty five yards a game average was you know one hundred ninety seventh in receiving yards per yeah, game nationally, like, yeah. and he's a tight end, so um, that's yeah, you gotta you gotta hope that that's an improvement right there. Yeah, I think I think it will be.
0: He's also uh, kind of interesting as a recruiter, which is uh, worth noting. You know, being the offensive coordinator, you're more involved with like, as like a secondary recruiter for a lot of guys, but. Um, He got he helped to get Jaden Daniels there, who was one of the best freshman quarterbacks in the country this last season. Um, Pulled him out of California; he was a top fifty recruit coming out of high school, um, and started from day one, pretty much, and was their guy. and and is the reason that there's like a lot of optimism going forward. And there's always optimism every
1: year. And and for UM, you know, they've got the, the Michael Redding. Yeah. Right. In yeah, there, they've got talent and, and at that spot. Got Xavier Restrepo from Deerfield and
0: uh, Yeah, Keyshawn Smith, Worsham.
1: not Dazzlin, Although I, I, think we're going to say dazzling maybe.
0: <laughs> Daz, I think is what they call Daz. him. So, um, yeah, I mean that's a spot where we've talked about it that they have a lot of those four freshmen come in when you factor in Keyshawn Smith you got in at basically the last minute. Um, as an early enrollee, they're all gonna have chances to play because that was the spot where the development did not happen to the degree that Right, and I then think you're gonna have Miami had hope for.
1: Yeah, then you're gonna have Dear King who's gonna like hook up with some of those yeah, receivers yeah, yeah. and decide that he likes, you know, a couple of them. Yeah. So that'll be kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean to
0: it, it would obviously like I don't know if they finished top two in yards in terms of receivers, but K J and Jeff Thomas were the top two receivers on the team just in terms of like talent um you know importance to the offense um, so there, I mean there's a total opening for some new guys and it's gonna sure. be I think about whoever kind of gels with uh, lichens and, and obviously fits Absolutely. well in the new scheme like I mean this is Mark Pope is the guy you know he's a former five star recruit and rivals. In theory he's the most talented wide receiver they yeah, have on the roster now. This no, is the then, year he has to do it, right? Yeah, because this know. is a scheme that should fit him. Yeah. Get him out in space. If it doesn't happen now, then then you're in trouble. Um, but they've got you know that they, they totally restocked that position where um, you know, the top three receivers in theory, on paper, the top three receivers probably should be Wiggins, Pope Wiggins. and Harley. Right, like right. those are the three. I think they've all have starting experience coming back. But it would not surprise me if Jeremiah Payton is the number one receiver oh, on the team. Jeremiah it wouldn't Payton surprise me. I think if they think Michael Redding amazing. ends up being a top three receiver. It wouldn't surprise me uh, if
1: I think Jeremiah. gets a ton a of star. action, yeah. yeah
0: I and mean, he's the so. guy. Him and him and Pope are the two that I think. If you're Miami, those are the two you kind of hope are going to take the leap Although this year. Although I know D. Wiggins seemed
1: really good at. Uh, uh,
0: yeah. I, mean, I think Bad he's, he's pretty year. similar to Peyton. You might have a little bit more speed, whereas Peyton's a little bit more of like the, I think going to be like a good, like outside jump ball type guy. Right. Um, but I think, you know, one of the Pope, Pope or Peyton, those are the two guys just in terms of sheer talent. And, and honestly, Harley in this offense, is a really good fit yeah, also.
1: It's uh, totally, especially at his age. And he's fast.
0: Yeah. He's fast. He's, yeah. he's similar to Pope in that regard. Like, you need one of those two, Pope or Harley, to pop as your top slot guy, and then you need, you know, a Wiggins or a, a Redding or a Peyton. or a Keyshawn Smith, who I, you know, I didn't know anything about him until he committed to Miami, but his film in high school was really impressive. Like they, they need one of these outside guys to pop and one of these uh, inside receivers to pop, and all right. they all have basically a fresh slate to do it. They all would have pretty much had a fresh slate to do it, just because. None of them are, like, entrenched as starting number one type guys. But, you know, Taylor Stubblefield naturally would have had, like, his inherent biases, like, who he likes more. Rob Likens is going to have a fresh slate with all these guys, and um, they're all going to really get their chance. Yep. Anything else before we finish up? Uh, Oh, how about... We talked to Blake James today about a little bit more about Ed Reed. Not necessarily much different than we thought was going to be his job, but... No,
1: but he, he... He's made it seem like he's
0: like he's Ed, be around. that
1: he's gonna be around more than maybe people thought he'd yeah. be around. More I than
0: think. even like Ed Reed I thought let on that he would be around. Yeah.
1: I mean he said he said he's here today for mm-hmm. he's here for bat drills, he'll be yeah. here for practices. I, I don't think everyone, but um maybe he'll really get into this. Yeah. I mean you that know? wouldn't so, be
0: surprising, right? Like it would be surprising no. because he's got, you know, he lives in Georgia and he has and yes, kid so in Georgia, son yeah, in it, Georgia, right? that yeah. wants to be around. But it wouldn't be surprising if he's like wants to be here a lot. Yeah, like even if he can't be here all the time, it's not. It's not a surprise that he wants to be here. That's why he's here. Yeah. That's why he has the it's, job. Look,
1: it's Ed Reed is two thumbs up. Yeah, no matter how how much he's here, the yeah. more the better. Exactly. So and um and what I mean that was that was pretty much pretty much the gist of it. Um. And what else? He talked about man he he would did not want to talk about uh, Alonzo Highsmith. Right. Um and he said, you know, when you have a chance to get Ed Reed, you know
0: Yeah, that's kind it. of the no-brainer case closed yep. kind of thing.
1: And then I think the last thing we should talk about is um Manny Diaz running, running the, the marathon. <laughs> yeah. I've, and I've, Josh I don't White.
0: remember my exact his exact time, but uh one fifty three Ish, that's pretty good. Mike Rumpf was also good. in it,
1: and Mike Rumph. He was Man- not as fast, no.
0: But he was also running with his wife, so he did I don't want come yeah. on. He didn't want to run. He could fast run faster than Manny.
1: <laughs> Yeah, but no, that that's that was kind of nice. We we both David and I both covered the uh the Miami Marathon, so that was we didn't actually get to talk to Manny this time. No, we but, did. I missed um, him at the finish line. Yeah, and his his wife own. also, Stephanie, also ran.
0: Yeah. She's like a serious runner, right? Like she, Yeah, uh, she's
1: good. She was a little, I think she finished a little bit behind him.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, but, yeah, she is. She's good. Yeah. She's like the one so. who
0: got him into running, I think, right? Probably. So it, no. Like this distance kind of running. Well, he's,
1: no, but he's, you know, he told me that he's, before he ran the first Miami marathon, he, that he runs every day and um mm-hmm. i think they live they used to live in pinecrest and he you know he he runs around there and uh and he said he net doesn't train i mean yeah, he doesn't he train does he just keeps in really good shape and then he boom yep. just like josh white
0: yeah just like josh White. Sitting right behind us yep. did not train for the miami marathon but finished and that's all that matters and david
1: Villavicencio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right uh i think we can wrap up there um you can follow Susan on Twitter at s miller degnan. She'll have a Miami baseball uh, season preview story um, coming, I guess Thursday. It'll yeah, go online. I think so. um, taking a look at this, uh, the Bash Bros that are Bash a part Bros. of the Miami. I lineup. like that. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at db wilson two. Uh, I wrote today about Brian Van Bell. Who and peanut be the butter jelly. Starter. Yep, and how peanut butter and jelly made him a made him a star.
1: Made him a better man.
0: Uh, <laughs> You can also check out all our marathon coverage if you're into that kind of thing um and if you want full just to, uh we touched on some of the stuff blake james said but susan has a story also today just yeah running through everything he said everything so. and
1: a video so yeah we're good to go so if
0: you want more on that you can check that out there
1: and this is perfect timing because right now on the mound the team just kind of high-fived and it looks like Done with practice. Yeah, let's
0: practice is over, which means it is our time to go, also. Yeah. Um, Thanks, as always, for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Take care.